Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. Um, so I wanted this podcast to be sort of a prolonged meditation on being Christian in this day and age, and what you know how how does that inform how we should interact with all these new things in society, with the scale of society, um, and with, of course, you know more and more secularized cultural norms and i'm not coming from a place of teaching anyone or certainly not as an authority but frankly these are all things that i struggle with and and don't really know how to approach all the time and so i i wanted to have a chance to get my ideas out there you know just sort of talk out loud about what i've been thinking of with these things and maybe have the chance to interact with some other people who are who feel similar things. So just to give some background on myself, um, I'm 25 years old. I was raised in, I guess, like a nominally Christian household where, you know, you know, like you've heard it before, like going to church on holidays and um, having, you know, some Christian imagery in the house, having some familiarity with the traditions, but definitely uh, interacting with all these traditions in a very secularized way. Um, And so I, I do think that makes a difference from being raised in a household that's, you know, staunchly atheistic or something like that. Because you have the imagery, the language, and the logic of religion in your head from a young age. You know, you have... It's very familiar to you. It, um, it has certain positive associations. Um, you, even if, you know, you don't believe it at the time or ever, you do have some understanding of the logic and the type of thinking that religion exhibits which which is different from a more scientific or secular type of thinking um because it's dealing with you know matters of the spirit um and so i started getting more into christianity in the sense that i I decided this is something that i i believe in and i want to follow and i want to deepen my faith in this tradition um, that began for me some way through college, so I, I guess I've been into Christianity, you know, to some degree off and on um, for, you know, several years now. Um, in the past year, um, I, and I guess this is kind of cliche, but um, having some difficulties in my life and, and things I was just having trouble dealing with um, really brought me to religion, you know, um, and it really showed me the fragility of myself as a human being and the incompleteness of a a secular and really like hedonistic worldview um i i guess i'm not a member of any church i do attend an orthodox church which I, i i've been so slow at doing any of this stuff Um, but especially with work and everything, but I I do want to become a catechumen and join, um, and join the church. Um, I haven't decided if I want to join an Orthodox or Catholic church. I do think I want to join one of those. Um, but 
I'm kind of accepting that it is a bit of a slow process for me. Maybe, you know, there needs to be some kind of motivation for like, maybe I need to be pushed or, or maybe I'm, you know, going at the right pace. It, it can be hard to know. But um, the, the church I've been going to, you know, I've had some conversations with the priests there. Um, I've been really amazed at the community they have there and how, you know, these are people who are. I haven't met everyone at the church, but, you know, these are people who are really engaged in building a great community there. Um, It's a really diverse group of people, just, you know, psychologically, like, I, I found it, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I expected it to be all very staunchly just conservative personality types, and and I was really amazed that I, I've met a lot of different types of people at this church i mean that, and that's been a really great and humbling experience um actually i actually made a really good friend there who um he was he actually joined the orthodox church as a convert and then later decided he didn't want to be a part of it and wanted to follow um christianity in a more nominal way um but you know i remained good friends with him you know he was I, i'm very glad i met him and so that's kind of my background, you know, I'm, I'm not coming from a deeply religious place, but it's something that as I see more of the world and as I experience more difficulty personally, um, I, I've really felt like it is the only answer and the only truth. Um, and, and it's something that more and more it, it gets proven to me. And it's something I've really sought to cultivate in myself and figure out, you know, how do I keep deepening this connection? Because it, it really means the world to me. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I am somewhat, you know, directionless. And I, I am unsure about where I'm going with it and um, what the right direction to take is and how to factor in a lot of the dilemmas between, you know, wanting to follow Christianity and living in the world. And um, so, so that's where I'm at, you know, and while, you know, maybe I don't have the best authoritative spiritual knowledge, I, I did think, you know, that's a place that a lot of people are in, um, especially as less and less people are raised in a very explicitly religious sense. And, and so I, I thought, um, you know, hopefully there are some people who will enjoy listening to what I'm saying because they can relate to my experience. And I'm, I'm also hoping um, through this that I can connect with some people who either, you know, want to share, hey, you know, I'm going through something similar, or who are a bit more advanced along their path than I am and have some advice for me. I really ap appreciate either. And so that's my background. And, and based on that, I just wanted to get into, you know, just a few of the multitude of issues and obstacles that are facing you if you're a Christian right now. And just kind of get into, I don't really have any answers, but just some general thoughts on, you know, what my place in relation to all these things might be. If you're a Christian, you know, how do you view, um, you know, a society that's very centered around pleasure and around um, what we would call in philosophy hedonism, you know, not, I don't mean hedonism even in the sense of like 
just extreme debauchery, but more the really more reasonable version of hedonism, which is centered around, um, you know, just saying, okay, I have this amount of time to be alive, I'm going to try to maximize pleasure and minimize pain, you know, it's it's a very reasonable philosophy. Um, and it is one that I, I think is hard to refute. Um, you know, some other things kind of along that vein is how do you deal with living in this very overstimulated, oversaturated, relativistic culture that is, for me, is very overwhelming. Um, I, I don't feel my best a lot of the time being around, you know, constant advertising, um, constantly having people trying to sell you things, um, all these, you know, getting roped into worrying about all these little things. And, and also, you know, kind of going off of that, a, a culture where, you know, taking a firm stance of saying, like, I believe in this religion and not this one, or I, I do think, you know, some ways of living are better than others. In a way, even that kind of thinking is is frowned upon because, and maybe not totally for the worst reasons, we are very relativistic as a society. And there are positives in that in the sense that it can lead us to be more tolerant. But, you know, a lot of these things is sort of secular hedonism, relativism. Um, another a big one I want to do a, a podcast on is scientism, which I think is a fascinating topic. But um, I, I guess what I'm getting at is just if you are, you know, a Christian or even, you know, someone who's trying to follow some kind of traditional way of life, um, you are in an environment in, you know, modern first world countries that are either indifferent or hostile to that. And, you know, they certainly don't nurture those types of beliefs. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it can lead to a lot of things. I think um, the most positive way to view it is it is a challenge that, you know, I, I think anyone can be a Christian if, that's if that's what everyone else around you believes and it's constantly socially reinforced but it, it can really mean a different thing when you're in a society where you're constantly seeing things that either invalidate that or kind of indicate that they think it's false and all these you know informational authorities coming from science um different you know, just di different institutions who are kind of communicating either that, you know, we don't really think that's true, or, you know, we think Christianity is true in this very nominal and ornamental sense, but that we don't really, um, you know, we might kind of ostracize you or think it's strange if this is something that you're really following in an intense and devout way. Um, and so I think that's a huge thing. Um, another one is, you know, and this is something where it's always tricky, you know, I don't want to come across that I'm expounding a perennialist viewpoint, but I do think Christians need to um, come to terms with the fact that there are other traditions that, while we may not believe they are the fullest expression of spiritual truth, that they do have both legitimate spiritual truths and legitimate um, practices that do help people become, um, you know, somewhat more spiritually advanced and help them better themselves as a person. I mean, some of the big ones that I, I, 
I, you know, maybe this would be controversial, and I, I want to do an episode on this as well, are things such as mindfulness and meditation, where I, I do think, you know, just because these things are part of other traditions doesn't mean they should be immediately shot down because using things to deepen your ability to focus and clear your mind and be in the moment, I have found is incredibly beneficial for prayer and study of scripture. And without, you know, um, silent breathing meditation, I, d I don't feel like I would be able to focus on these things to the modest extent that I do um and, and then you know another thing and you know I'm, I'm a young guy so I, I I don't necessarily have all the life experience of someone who's 40 50 60 years old but you know in, in the scriptures they talk a lot about you know how we need to not live our lives for money. We need to not constantly be insecure about money or constantly be trying to acquire more wealth. But at the same time, you know, the shit's real. Like, if you don't save enough money, you know, you can be 60, 70 years old and be in a bad position. Um, you can get evicted from your apartment, you know, you can lose your health insurance and just where is this line where um you know we are focusing too much on materialism but at the same time you know what's a reasonable indulgence for people because you know not everybody you know very few christians practically none reach you know these true monastic ideals of really overcoming materialism and whether we acknowledge it or not we we indulge people many, many vices, you know, you know, whether they're, you know, a little bit of gluttony, um, a little bit of, you know, doing things to help with their fear of the future, you know, all these things are considered, I guess, imperfect in scripture. But, you know, they are things that we understand that we're human beings, and we're not just going to come out of the gate and perfectly embody this ideal. And, um, you know, I, I'm not saying I have an answer to what's the right balance with that, but it's something that's been hard for me, you know. I, I think um, I, I don't feel like I can just follow my heart or something like that because I, I think I'd be evicted from my apartment pretty quickly once the money dries up. Um, but at the same time, you know, like how much do I need to focus on compiling money compiling wealth like you know it's just something that i don't know and um i wanted the chance to really think about more in depth because these have been tough questions for me um and of course another huge one which um it is you know what is the christian's role in politics because obviously you know any big robust philosophy that touches on a lot of areas of, of life and how we should live inevitably touches on the political um but at the same time you know i i do feel that some of the message of scripture is to not get overly caught up in these things um i i also think for a lot of people you know getting into politics it sort of acts as a replacement for religion it becomes um this kind of strange 
mythological world where a lot of their fears, desires, insecurities are projected outwards. And instead of, you know, looking inwards and kind of cultivating that sort of prayer of the heart and that self-knowledge, they become very unconscious and just endlessly focused on crushing their enemies, bringing about this future utopia. Um, and, you know, is the Christian's role maybe just more modest? Is it complete, uh, com- completely disengaging from politics? Um, you know, these are important questions. And, you know, one thing um, that a, a friend of mine had talked to me about um, was this idea that was written about by St. Prefurios. I, I apologize if I'm butchering the pronunciation, um, but is this idea of like, it's like spiritual insight and, and spiritual perception and that a, a lot of these questions, you know, there isn't like a right answer of how much money should a Christian have? When should a Christian become involved, uh, involved in politics? When do we fight back? When do we kind of just let things happen, you know, and that there isn't this, you know, black and white answer, but through reading the scripture, through prayer and meditation and following the commandments, we do, or we are able to learn a certain, I I guess I almost think of it like a sixth sense that can help us make more spiritually informed decisions because it's not always going to be obvious. You know, you're not you know, the Bible doesn't write about like AI or vaccines or something like, you know, you're not always going to be able to get that black and white answer, but you can through this um, longer term cultivation of your faith in God and your faith in Christ, you can develop more of a spiritual intuition to help guide you um, through some of these really difficult questions. Um, and, and so I guess, you know, that's certainly something I'm working on cultivating in myself. You know, I'm young. You know, I wasn't raised religious. So I, I'm very new to um, to the faith. And so I'm not going to pretend I'm someone who has this immense spiritual intuition. But I, I just wanted the chance to, um, you know, work on it. And I, I guess that's really, you know, all I can ask of myself. And so... Uh, you know, everything I'm bringing up now and much more, I want to do, I guess, full episodes on and really dive into them and um, ask the tough questions. And I'm sure, you know, this can be disappointing for many people. A lot of times when you have, um, you know, a podcast or a book or an essay where someone's being really honest and they're trying to have a lot of intellectual integrity, um, they're usually willing to admit they don't know or that something is in a gray area uh, more than is, you know, it's not stimulating. Like when someone is giving you a black and white worldview, they're telling you who the enemies are. They're telling you who's wrong. Like that certainly feels good emotionally. Um, but unfortunately, you know, a lot of times when we're really being honest with ourselves about what we don't know, um, it, it becomes more of this murky, gray dive into these topics. And that, and that's really what I want to do. Um, and that's actually, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of rambling, which is maybe appropriate for a first podcast. But 
Um, that's the other thing is, you know, the thing with that gray area is that it is paralyzing when we're always saying, you know, I don't know, maybe he's right, maybe they're right. And, and so, I, and I think this is one of the beautiful things of Christianity is it asks us to be humble, to be tolerant. It asks us not to judge, but at the same time, it asks us to have this really intense fervor and this really intense commitment to God. And, um, it's really an incredible thing and an incredible feat to be able to balance that humbleness and tolerance with that commitment to God and that fervor and that real, that purposefulness, you know. And, and so that's something that is certainly a tough balance um, that I haven't been able to strike yet in my life, but it's certainly something I, it's certainly something I aspire to. And so, yeah, that's about it. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with me. And I hope to bring you some real interesting topics going forward. Bye.